Hi, I'm Stuart McLeod, CEO and co-founder of Carbon. Welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, the show where I go behind the scenes with the world's top accounting leaders. Today, I'm joined by Enrico Pormarino, the founder and CEO of Bookkeeper, a platform that provides accountants with an automated bookkeeping practice using human-assisted machine learning and artificial intelligence. Enrico has been recognised as one of the top 100 most influential people in accounting, top 30 most inspiring business leaders, and 2020 Golden Bridge Entrepreneur of the Year. Early in his career, he was also ranked second amongst Bloomberg's top 25 entrepreneurs under 25 in recognition of his co-founding of ThinkLight, which he grew from his dorm room at college to eight and a half million of run rate before graduating college and successfully exiting that venture. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, Enrico Pormarino. Enrico Pormarino, welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast. Thanks, Stuart. Great to see you. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, a pleasure. Nice, wonderful to see you too. Cool. What's been going on? You started the year well? Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. We um, we nine and a half x our January of last year. So Oh, there you go. Uh, looks like we'll double our February. So yeah, yeah starting to heading down a, a double path for sure, at least. Yep. 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 Feel, feeling good about it, man. We've been signing 20-something, 30-something firms a month. So yep. tell me, well, like when you sign up a firm, yep. what's the onboarding sort of look like? You know, how do you assess a good fit and and what's sort of the output? What's the outcome for the firm? So good fit is usually assessed and, and like disqualified out of the sales process. Yeah. So we have like we go through like the marketing qualified and then sales qualified process. And we're looking for firms who are running on QBO or zero. Yep. Who have you know at least 10 clients or more yeah ideally 50 clients total that are for bookkeeping yeah and then um who tend to want to focus on like value add versus like just core processing because we want for us to be like a real value add to your firm you're offloading the processing and you're getting like in compliance and you're getting into value add and and strategic so if that's not what you want to do then we're always going to kind of be competing with your passion uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you want to just do, be doing the books. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, final is like, just like make sure that your pricing makes sense um, because yeah. we run across, you know, it's, it tends to be smaller firms, sole practitioners who they're billing like, I think it's like 50 or hundred bucks a month. And for that, you know, any dollars matter, but the reality is like those, those price points don't let you make any more than like, 30, 40 grand a year kind of thing. Like yeah. It's just not like those economics are not going to work and you're going to have to drastically raise pricing, not only if, if you want to like really grow your practice, but if you want to be able to like give yourself, we're not expensive. I and mean, we like $39 per entity per month to do all the, yeah. the, the so we're not at, you don't have to have like your prices like you know, crazy. <laughs> like millions you of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you want to be charging at least a few hundred bucks a month for for bookkeeping. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of the size of the the business, so so those are like tend to be the fit criteria. And then what we look for is like from a efficiency or performance standpoint, you know, we're at least giving you a thirty percent you know cost reduction. Arguably, we're trying to get you to a point where like your one of your accounts is doing the work of two or three and. And so the payback, the ROI is really high. Um, yeah. And then you've just got like speed. So in this market, 
where there's like the demand far outstrips the supply, if you could just take on the demand as fast as it's coming at you, like that gives you a massive leg up on the growth perspective. And we give you yeah. that. We allow you to literally just stamp out clients. Like you sign a new client, cool. Drop them in to uh, the onboarding tool and it onboards, grabs a bunch of info. You fill in, you know, the gaps. And then the next thing you know, the company's books are being done. Yep. But all in, we tell firms, it's, you know, assume like whatever batch you sign up for initially, 10, 20, 30, 50, 60, you know, entities, that that's going to be a 60 to 90 day process yep. to get get you trained on the platform, to get you and your team kind of up and running, to do some change management. Because if your team was doing all the core processing and now we're doing a good chunk of that, like figuring out like where you, you slot in and, and move your people. And then after that, it's just, Add entities as at your your whim. I mean, we've got yeah. firms that add 15, 20, maybe even thirty a month, depending on on uh, how big they are, or what their growth rate is, and that's yeah. like not it's like nothing. It just just clicks. Yep, yep. Enrico, s- stepping back a bit. I mean, the the idea for Bookkeeper came out of the a firm that you were running. Yeah, is is that sort of is that the Genesis story? Perhaps perhaps walk us through that a bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so the the. The Genesis story, I'd even said it goes back to, I had started a business in college that grew fast and we had accounting challenges. And while there was like a nice exit, it was still one of those where like, that was like the thorn that I was going to go solve. Like I think most entrepreneurs, you solve the, the problem you had at your last yeah, venture. The, the scratch the itch, yep. <laughs> yeah. And then that got me into the accounting space and cloud accounting. I teamed up with a, a husband and wife and grew a cloud accounting practice with them. And then just realized that what was hampering our growth and we were growing fast I mean, we we had gone in like three years from you know sub a million in, in revenue to like four and a half or something like that and uh and this is all like all like pure cas but we had clients signed i think like our backlog when you signed today you could get started in like three months it was kind of like yeah. how the backlog <laughs> was and and you can only do that like like three months is like the cutoff it was, like we probably could have we probably had enough business to sign you know four or five six months out but just after three months, like your problems now, and so you're not going to wait. Yeah. And it it just came down to like a human capital. Like we'd we'd be trying to thread this needle of like onboarding specialists and stuff like that to like onboard and deploy clients. But like depending on the volume, the workload, and then managing the margins of the firm, you know, around that, and then even just finding talent. Like it just we had an incredibly talented team, and it just got exponentially more difficult to find that caliber talent as. Yep you know, years as a few short years went on. And then just the more I talked to the industry, it was just very obvious that everyone was having this, you know, the war on talent had begun five, six, eight years, seven years ago. Yeah. It's gotten exponentially worse. Yeah. But uh so you had that, you had the all the stats start coming out about enrollments rates down and stuff in, in the accounting yeah. industry. And yeah. And so that wasn't that was that meant it wasn't gonna get better anytime soon. Yeah. And then, no. then you had partner ages like People were raising the age of partners, which is not a yep. good sign. So, yep. And then you just had the app stack get like totally blown out. You went from you know a half dozen to a dozen apps, you know, total that like people were using to like hundreds or thousands of apps in the app marketplace and like an app for everything. Yeah. And that just meant that you know a typical accountant that was doing the work now had to system switch between a half dozen to a dozen apps for each client. They had to do that across twenty clients. That's a shitty experience to the client and the accountant. And then here's the aha moment. What if you could consolidate all those apps into one single operating platform where all the feature functionality was fully integrated 
not only would you gain efficiency, but you'd have a better experience. But more importantly, you'd aggregate all the data from that client into one place. And if you could take that data and run machine learning models against it, you could probably automate away a lot of the basic blocking and tackling and allow the you know diminishing pool of talent to focus on the, the more complicated uh, and stop, stop mimicking a bot. And so yeah. that was the, uh, the aha that came to be about six years ago. And you know, here we are. And it's held, held true today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, we were actually joking the other night. I reckon we're all mad, I think. But from a VC perspective, right, like, you know, compare the accounting industry, which I think is actually, in terms of seats, is diminishing each day by day, right? Like yeah. you got, I reckon the number of people retiring is outweighing the number of people coming out of out of college in America, university in, in other countries. And uh, I'm sure there's some stats that are going to prove me right. I'm sure of it. But um, the firm growth really is just a, a musical chairs business, right? Like great talent will often, you know, migrate out of, of larger firms and start their own firms. But I'm sure the number of people graduating out of university is less than the number of people retiring and going and playing golf in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I saw something like the average age of an account was like 55, which yeah. statistically that means in the next 15 years, 75% will be retired. And I don't think there's anywhere near that number of accounts entering the industry. No, no. So Compared yeah. to starting a, 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 soft, a SaaS business for developers, right, for engineers, yeah. there's, there's like 10,000 new engineers every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, those... <laughs> There are definitely markets that are growing, but but the, the the funny thing is like so the the seats are diminishing, yeah. But the the number of new businesses, it's, yeah, is growing exponentially, yeah. And so the demand for financial services is growing. So you just got this like widening supply demand gap, and it's like what's going to give and when? Yep, yep. And also, I mean, I, I'm being a bit facetious around the the TAM and the industry, but I, I genuinely believe that businesses like yours and ours, you know, we're, we do it for the right reasons. We, we're authentic about the way we go about it. We're respectful of the industry and genuinely want to help. Yeah. Right. Because, we, you know, we, we had the hypothesis, not dissimilar to yours, like seven, eight years ago, that the, the industry is underserved by the vendors, the Thompsons, the CCHs of, of the world. And, and I think that, hold, that still holds true today. Right, like, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, they, like, you just look at the product and stuff of like some of those big, the big firms, like it, it was built in the 90s, <laughs> and it was time, yeah, <laughs> but everyone still uses it. I know I, you I mean, have to, like, you have to because we're, we're, yeah. but uh, we're, it's all right, it's all right, world. We're, we're finishing off practice management, and you'll be able to bill and invoice and AR soon. It's okay, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And what, um, You've raised a fair bit of money for for Bockkeeper. What's your VC experience been like, and and your investors supportive, and and how how is that whole process for you? Yeah, um, you know we, we've definitely been fortunate. We we raised about ninety million to date. So you know, I, I think when I started the company, the idea of raising a couple million was just like, oh my god, can you imagine if we raise a couple million bucks? Um, what we could do. <laughs> It's been great. So like every every round we've done has tended to be a, a highly competitive round with great, you know, 
less than 60. I think the, the longest was because a cap call was missed. So that it was 65 days to like extend it a week to get the cap call done by the, the lead firm. But 60 days or less, you know, raise timeline, I'd say like four to eight lead term sheets kind of on every round. And I say that just because what that meant was at going into every round, we got to really pick the right partner. Yeah. And I think for all of our rounds, the partner that we chose did not have the highest valuation. Yeah. Which just tells you that, you know, you're trading the right partner over a higher valuation, which I think like more, I wish more firms, more founders realized kind of how important that is. Um, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. A little higher valuation doesn't actually move the deal at the end of the day. Um, yeah. But we've got an incredible yeah. board, very supportive, like great experiences. Our seed investor was uh, Ignition Partners. One of the partners there, Nick Shirelli, was on the board of Bill.com. Yep. So we've gotten to kind of benefit from the, you guys look a lot like this and, you know, some insights and, and advice along the way. And then having Graycroft and Google in, you know, both provided uh, different perspectives is like, reach for talent with Greycroft and like, you know, broader advice and, and help. And then very technical talent. We got, you know, free engineering resources from Google, uh, which is great. So technically Vodkeepers could have developed by Google. Um, there's a clause we signed somewhere. <laughs> that, that, that. There you go. We'll, we'll get that plug in. <laughs> Not that yeah. they need us. I think they're doing all right by themselves. I think they're doing just fine. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then point seventy two. I mean, like the the quant background that they had, and the ability to like you know start to tee up banking relations and stuff with us as we, we start to look at you know how we can use our data to like assist the firms and, and clients in various ways. And then most recently with with Tom Golisano from Paychex, like that was a. It's funny the timing of it. So like you know, Buck in in the world that we are. You know, Pilot raises this like $100 million round yeah. you know, led by Jeff Bezos. And like the theory is like, you know, Bezos is going to build and change the industry, disrupt it, kind of like take it over. And they put money into the you know Pilot, which has really elevated themselves to be like the AI firm of the future, like the, yeah. the biggest competitor to the industry at, yeah. at large. And then, uh, you know, we raised a round and it's just can't say that we planned this to happen, but then our round ended up getting taken down by Tom who founded Paychex and, and Paychex was very much a like, we're going to support the accounting community, like do a yeah. lot of business and grow through the accounting channel. Yeah. And so it was just, it was just funny. That it was like, you know, these two individuals kind of took down our, our rounds respectively, very different, very aligned with, I think our, our business premise, but it's been great. It's been, you know, great feedback, very supportive team. The accounting industry is just, it's, it's a long slog. I think I saw somewhere, I want to say it was like four, years it took bill.com to get to like 60 something million in arr and then three years later they were at 280 or something yep. like that right so yep yep it's and you've seen it i'm sure like oh yeah you know, oh, i'm still waiting to see it no, 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 no. Yeah. We're, we're doing all right but um you know legal's not that dissimilar i mean these professional services call it traditional professional services industries just take by their very nature and the and the people that the great people that service them and and operate within them have been operating businesses perfectly fine on paper and and uh, with their skills that they were trained to do for the last hundred years. Like who are we to come in and and tell them how to how to do their business, right? Like it's right. it makes sense. It's fine, you know. It's it's 
it's the challenge. I, I hope most of us went go into it, you know, with eyes wide open, right? Like, I don't think I know I know you reasonably well, and I don't think either of us are arrogant enough to think that, um, you know, it can happen overnight. But but I think we, as I said before, I think we do come genuinely from a, a place of respect and and understanding and. Totally. You know, we're, at least in in our team, there's. Well, I think we counted it one day. There's like over a hundred years of of you know accounting software uh, experience in our, in our company, and that was like five years ago. So, yeah. you know, I, I I do think that um we come from a, a, a genuine place and a and a and a respectful place, and I hope that comes across in our content and our marketing and our product and and like you say, you know, like we're. You know, we're we're not here to disrupt the industry. We're here to help the industry disrupt itself and move on and be better and and get some time back and and all of that. <laughs> yeah, I like to think it was like, like at least our our vision was to enable the industry at yeah. large, right? Like not yeah. not disrupt it because it's disruption usually is means you throw it into like a little bit of chaos and like there's a, a winner and a loser. Yeah, yeah. But a I think like you know, <laughs> yeah, I think like both of us have definitely taken the very much enablement approach where we're supporting accountants through like the next rung of evolution. Yeah. But it's also like, and, and why, why does it take the accounting industry so long to adopt? Well, you know, think about it. Like what's probably the most devastating aspect of your business. If you were to screw it up and get it wrong, like all business decisions stem from some aspect of your financials. And yeah, so we're going to be a little bit more cautious when touching a company's financial processing. So it's the same as the banks, you know, like, Oh, this country and its checks just drives me nuts, right? Like before I arrived here, we hadn't written a check in since I was at primary school, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> well, you don't you don't like to write checks? It's so much fun. You get to sign your name and stuff. And... Practice your signature. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> you, you didn't work on that when you were in like high school and we're like, well, I'm gonna use this one day to sign. Uh, no, I, I only cause cause <laughs> cause my short lived sporting career, I thought I'd be be signing autographs, you know, like not not for checks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> may, 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 I realized pretty early on that that was unlikely as well. <laughs> My cricketing abilities were were not that flash, but um, <laughs> and, and, but it is this, you know, like when we got here, it's just so frustrating. But the diversity of banks here, there's I don't know, God, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, as opposed to you know most most Commonwealth countries where there's like three or four. Yeah, and you know they've got your money. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can push them and as much data. as you like. And your data, yeah. And well, hopefully they're not flogging it. But um yeah. you know, you can push them as much as you like for, for technology change. And they're actually got got quite good really over the last couple of years. And and uh but you know, ten years ago they were they're a long way behind. I think there's been a, a significant increase in the uptake of technology in the banking sector and and the plaids of the world of uh even though they tried to sell the visa for ten gazillion dollars, they um Sell to somebody else for twenty because a bit later on yeah. when when the when the feds allow them to and and great companies like that have moved the industry along and and hopefully uh, Botkeeper and and Carbon and some others can help the accounting industry in similar ways. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the banking thing is going to be a an ongoing problem just because with so many different banks and with so many of them in the stone ages from a technology perspective. Yeah. Like the, the one thing I keep hearing from account, they hate like fetching or getting statements and then relying on a business owner to like, remember, take the time to go download and upload it is usually not that great. But 
you saw zero uh zero just got rid of what was it hubdocs fetching functionality because they just said like you know basically they threw in the towel and they're like we're yeah. not going to do this anymore it doesn't can't afford to keep building for this where it's just always changing like 2fa yeah. and every everything just yeah. impossible no it's too hard bro. yeah and it's it's a it's a bank thing. It's not like a, you can't techno you can't build around it. Like you need the banks, I think, to either want to participate or you just slim down the banks. It could be interesting if banking decisions end up getting driven or dictated by accounting functions. Yeah, like flip accounting functions like you can work with these four banks or five banks, and that's it. Yeah, or you can't work with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wells is out. You know, you look at. Oh. I'm not close enough to have a, a well-regarded uh, opinion, but I'll have one anyway. The the UK and Europe of fintech has really taken off the last couple of years, like some of the startup banks, the sterlings of the world, and there's one that got in trouble for their culture not that long ago. I <laughs> can't remember, but um, uh, not that I would advocate that. And But some other, you know, Australia is a little bit slow but generally, but their banking system is nowhere near as bad as the US. But... But I think there are countries and, and regions that are really pushing the envelope for fintech and, and and eventually sort of, you know, there's Milio payments and there's quite a few trying in the US, but it's hard, you know, like there's a regulatory system and a regulatory structure that that makes this stuff difficult. Yeah. The new banks are having a pretty big go at it, which will be interesting to see how that ends up uh, ultimately playing out. Like, is yeah. there, you know, is there an army of neo banks? Like there's an army of you know, different crypto coins. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right. As your like, ripple going. <laughs> who do you go with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's going to be here in five years, right? Yeah. Like, well, in, I mean, there's there's consolidation. But, you know, and, and you, you alluded to it before with Pilot and, and yourselves attracting a lot of money and, and uh, Canopy, you know, closer yeah. to us. God love them. They, they raised some more money and, you know our own announcement not that long ago. There is there is money coming into some very non sexy aspects of of industry, which I don't know whether you want to read that as like the the barrel. The, you can see the bottom of the barrel from here, or that the that the that the money is actually you know finding its way to the industrious parts of the economy, right? Like and rather than the sort of sexy white. Uh, YC type things that that you know just put some AI and ML and some crypto on a deck and away you you know raise your sixty million right it's pretty easy. <laughs> Can't find any more good deals. Let's see. Uh, let's invest yeah. in bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's go and let's go and invest in companies that are actually moving the needle, right? But yeah. um, yeah, Bench took down a big round not long ago. Um, oh, did they? Yeah, Bench. I, I want to say Bench did like a sixty-five million dollar round or oh, something cool. like that uh, last year. They've been um, they've been plugging away for a while and and doing a really good job in terms of holding up. Oh, so they did Let's have a look. Uh, Series C in in June of last year. Yeah, sixty million US. Good on them. Yeah, and you translate it to Canadian, it looks even more. That's what that's what we did for our Aussie Aussie announcement. But um, nice. they've been at it for quite some time. Yeah, and yeah, since twenty. 2012 they raised a seed round so but if you if you look at what they did on their site i mean like they now have either like their own bank um or they partner with they partner with the bank so they said use our bank and you get it's this price don't use use a a, a preferred bank and it's it's that price or don't use one of our banks and it's like this much more or or we can't work with you yeah that makes complete sense right because then they get to 
run the data from from start to finish and they, under, they understand each part no and they don't have to put in e- extra effort. Yeah. Bench retreat. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with payroll. Like they're, they're consolidating a bunch of these data challenge problems, uh, which yeah. I think is, is great. I think it's where the industry is heading. And Canada generally, I mean, I've had um, Chad Davis on this podcast recently. You know, Canada ha- has been... I would say further ahead or further up the curve technology adoption wise than than the US. Um, I, I think maybe if you want to give it the benefit of the doubt, you know the the tax arrangements and the complexities in the regulatory environment are less uh, in, in every other country apart from the US. But um, you know the the the, the live CAs, the you know the benches that these types of Canadian companies. Have been around for a while now and and pushed ad- adoption of cloud accounting and educated the market yep. and and adopted these you know fixed fee and you know putting together different tech stacks over the years that have really you know helped the customer base helped the client base off the traditional firms. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think what Ryan Lozana sold his cloud yep. accounting practice like yep. five years yep. ago or something like that. Like, which just puts in perspective how long they've been at at the cloud accounting game. I think Canada, I also seen somewhere Canada got rid of their penny, which, uh, you know, there's like going back and forth on like the U.S. whether we should get rid of the penny because it costs us more than it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) There's an argument for another day. Australia got rid of its, I was alive. I'd have to Wikipedia it and and I won't cheat, but Australia got rid of its one cent and its two cent. I reckon I was in, I want to say like late, 80s, early 90s, something like that. I guess that's the equivalent, right? We're still we're still got our our 10 cent and our 20 cent. I think. Well, I haven't been back in three years, of course, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still right. We're holding on strong. <laughs> still so grasping at straws. <laughs> and your your um your Boston. I know you're based in Boston at the moment. Are you, are you Boston born and bred? Uh, not not downtown. Um, I grew up out in like central western Mass, um, in like the at West Brookfield. It's near kind of Stur- Sturbridge, Southbridge area. Two hours outside of the city uh, on a good day. Hopefully, no traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot more if there is traffic. But yeah, I remember like going going to Boston was like a big field trip or like oh, a, okay. a special oh. day. That was just kind of oh. considered a yeah. Might as well have been going to like a different state or a different country. Yep. But, um, yeah, but. Now I live uh, right outside in uh, in Brookline, Chestnut Hill, so like less than five miles. And uh, do do you remember you are you well? I mean, to ask a, a Bostonian are they into sports is like you know asking a Christian if they're into God, right? So, do you remember your first Celtics experience? Was that was that was that a big thing? Uh, I'm trying to remember my first Celtics experience. I remember my first Patriots game. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, my yeah. first like Red Sox game. I think I remember. I might have gone with a uh, friend of mine um, yep. to go see yep. the Celtics. What, what what about Patriots? How how was that? Was it freezing cold? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was the. I want to say like the first game. It was like so cold. And we like tailgated and uh, and like wrapped like took like a tent and then like saran wrapped around <laughs> it. Like just to avoid it. And it kind of like cut a little place through it so you could you Put know your head through. Yeah, get in there and 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 warm up. But yeah, it's funny. Like I, I like being in Boston. Like we obviously have great teams, but I just like having been in like the startup game for long enough now. I feel like that consumes like 110 percent of my time. 
So I'm always at a, a, a shortage or a um, delta loss. So I don't have, like, I enjoy going to the games and stuff, but I don't keep up with yeah, anything on, like, yeah. TV, you know, what have you. I just don't. Yeah. I, I, but, yeah, I was just saying I, I don't really have the time to follow sports. I love going to a game, but yeah. almost more yeah. so for the social aspect of it. Like, whoever I'm going, it's, like, a good background and, you know, fun to kind of watch. But, uh, yeah, just never never really gotten, like, crazy into sports. Yeah, yeah, reboot, Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever sort of seen Foxborough Stadium on, you know, with Al Michaels and <laughs> and Co. Although I think he's, I, th- I think I got the hint after the Super Bowl they were retiring. Which the the only other decent commentator is Tony Romo. But I've only seen, um, you know, all of that on telly and uh, like oh, I don't really want to go to Foxborough Stadium and sit out in the cold. Get, show me a box down in Santa Clara and I'll watch an NFL game. I reckon. <laughs> Did I tell you uh, when, so when we raised our seed round, it was in, I think, November of 17. Yeah. And there was like this like hot spree. And my uh, my investor, we decided, hey, like he's a huge Patriots fan. He lives in Seattle. At the time, he lived in Seattle. And yeah. He's like this crazy Brady fan. Yeah. And so he flew out and we said, all right, let's sign the term sheet. Let's go to a Patriots game. Right. My family happened to also be going there too. So we got to like meet my family and like tailgate. And I signed my turnip sheet on the back at the coin toss of the Patriots game. Because oh. <laughs> we're just kind of like, we don't know how this is going to turn out. So let's you know, call it a coin toss. We'll you know, hope for the best. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah. uh, a slightly corny, but a bit of fun too. And it, yeah, I, it's just, I get, it's I, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess if that's uh, if that was his thing, then uh, you're you're doing yeah. the, you're a green founder doing the right thing. I get that. That's cool. <laughs> it, it was funny because like the people behind us are like, "What are you?" What are you guys doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm signing my name on the back on his back. He's yeah. signing his on mine. Like, I just signed a four and a half million dollar term yeah, sheet. You, you, you can buy three hot dogs at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone want a beer? Yeah, that's right. I just spent most of the seed round on on three hot dogs and two warm beers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's what's next for you guys? You 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 look like you you're looking great. You look like you're enjoying the journey and and uh, onwards and upwards. I, I assume, but that, that's a, I shouldn't I shouldn't uh, put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's, it's uh, things are going well. I think um, for us at, at this growth rate, like we should have uh, maybe 500, 600 firms probably on the platform by the end of the year. Yep. Um, which is like they starts to get like the tipping point. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. you guys are. You're, you're at the point where like that's like a critical mass of yeah. hey, you're relevant in the industry. Yeah, um, which I think will be good. Maybe like eleven, twelve thousand businesses. And where I think I'm most excited about this year is like we're launching the Botkeeper operating system. Yep. So that's that's going to go live day after tax season, so uh, April sixteenth. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so that I'm like super excited about. I think that's going to be a game changer for us. It's just we've we've taken the integrations between like the different feature functionality to a next level, and we brought the AI to the forefront. Yep. So now instead of like the AI kind of being behind the curtain and and doing stuff, and you just get the result, now you're actually doing a lot more interaction with the AI, and you're seeing what it selected and why it selected, and what its weighted probability was, and what were what was it based on, what was the historic categorizations or classifications for this and it's just starting to tie it all together so that instead of necessarily relying on our team to be the one that's interfacing with the ai it can be your team yeah using it as like a standalone pure software product so i think those changes are going to be good i think 
some of the stuff that we're doing that uh, is going to tie in like bank, like the, we've gotten much better integrations with banks. Right. So less breaking uh, yeah. from that perspective, which is going to be good. More, more stability there, more greater functionality on the dashboard side, tying in, you know, journal entries and schedules and pre like just really taking what was previously automated to a next level and, and allowing the user to dictate and kind of finesse, like, do they want to, uh, you know, set parameters around how far back the AI looks, or what data sets it should look, or, or what should be statistically relevant versus irrelevant? Yep. And to do all of that and have all the, you know, because we've got a lot of functionality to really do it right, we've it's kind of been like this thing that's been in the works for the last year and a half or two years that we've been like waiting to publish because we couldn't really update one feature at a time when we were doing a platform overhaul. Oh, right. Yeah, it's more a big bang now, is it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so and it was one of those where we thought we could update. Finger, and then we realized that, like, yeah, do it right. We needed to we needed to really just like reimagine the platform as a whole. And and uh, we're glad that we did because the firms that are in the new version in Boss are loving it. Yep. I just like now I'm just like, come on, let's get it out to the rest of, yep. rest of the firms. Yep. So it'll be exciting. Yep. So, how many staff now, and 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 mostly around you in Boston? What's your kind of geographical strategy? So we're we're right now split between U.S. and Philippines. I want to say it's like 150 to 175. I think like each each place. I think yep. we're like a total of 350 or so. Yeah. And I want to say maybe like a 40 states. So we're pretty geographically oh, yeah, pretty, dispersed pretty, here. Pretty dispersed. We, yeah we've always been very virtual like even out of the get-go i want to yeah. say the first five people were in five different states effectively yeah yep. something like that maybe it was like the first 10 people were in five different states and we've got a couple countries i want to say maybe we're like four or six countries at this point just to find like the best people like yeah. our, our thing is the best people can live anywhere yep and if we find the best people that are right fit for our culture we'll bring them on and you know, the Philippines has been a great addition to our culture. So we've liked working with them over there, uh, and incorporating uh, our office over there and stuff, and just maintaining like a, a high level of security. Yep. But yeah, I think like my guess is, you know, over time we'll probably have more countries, more states. Maybe we'll yep. get to all fifty, uh, just as the yeah, virtual world. But I contribute to their sales tax revenue. And <laughs> yeah, I I think what you'll see is like our headcount doesn't or stays more relatively flat over the years or yep. like grows by a smaller and smaller percentage. Yep. Just because we're seeing the um, the AI start to take much higher percentages of the processing. Yep. And kind of, I want to say like for perspective, we four and a half X the number of firms on our platform last year, but headcount grew 30%. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right. So like, you just play that trend out yeah. a few more times, and and it's, it it just kind of looks like a flat line. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Profitability is uh, on the rise in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, gross margin, gross yeah. margins are climbing, and and uh, and burn burn decreasing, like all the things that you know, VCs want to say. Yeah, <laughs> grow faster, higher ARR, higher margins, less burn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no worries, mate. Uh, Easy um, as that. Yeah. No, no. We. Uh, it, it is important to have, to have investors that um, that are understanding and appreciate the journey. That's for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, most of our investors, I mean, they, they, they're looking at this at like a 10-year journey. Yeah. And you'd see it in their, their portfolio. You got it in you for to stick out that? Yeah. I mean, the the cool thing is like, I think one of the benefits of Botkeeper is that in order to build the platform for accounting firms, we had to start by building software directly for SMBs because we had to first go build a business model that would get us a bunch of you know SMB signups, get all the data get the frontline experience of like workflows and what's going on to then build the platform. So then start selling to accounting firms, then get the feedback and the iterations to adopt it. So like we, the first three years were growing the, the direct client base, acquiring enough data, you know, and building that first iteration of our platform. We launched the platform. I want to say it was like mid 2019 mm. and had kind of our first 10 firms sign on. And that was exciting. Cause it was like totally, you know, it's, this was the vision. We got it out there and it's like 10 firms. This is awesome. Yeah. By 2020, we had 50 and then, you know, I think we had like 220 or something like that by the end of 21. But uh, this this new platform's only been out now for approximately three years, call it. Uh, and so it still feels like new and, and yeah, different. Yeah, and shiny. <laughs> you can see how excited I'm about like the, well, well, so the accounting platform has only been out for three years. Yeah. And then, you know, two months we'll be launching Boss, which is really where I think like I finally get to see the vision. Yeah. Like this vision Stuff I've been like talking about come really together. come to life. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had these things where like I still feel like it's so new and and fun that it's uh I'm not tired of it uh in the slightest. I think uh like I said I'm like amped up to see this this new it's very new platform come out. We we love working with you and with Botkeeper as uh, as partners and can't wait to see what uh what is next on the horizon and and um you know it it is fun work, working with uh people with vision for the industry and 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 genuinely want to make a difference and and uh you know we, we appreciate you guys very very much <laughs> thank you sir the accounting industry at large i think is just a ton of fun to work with it's the only it's it's so communal it's yeah. so supportive you know they'll challenge you but in a you know they're, they're challenging in a way to like make you better yeah but I, I just don't, you don't see that in other industries. You don't see people willing to like take the time, try something, give you the feedback, help out along the way. Yeah. I just saw for the first time, one of our firms uh, was shot me an email. I was like, Hey, like in the new version of your platform, you know, I noticed like this, you don't have like a way for me to do this. I was like, and this is Scott Sousey at um, Kaufman Rosin. I was, and they're a good sized firm down in Florida. I'm like, do, do what? Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you using Botkeeper for? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, would you mind if, like, you show me? Can we, like, schedule a quick call of, like, pull up your screen? Yeah. It pulls up a screen. Like, they've, they've literally turned the Botkeeper platform into their intranet. So they've oh, got, God. like, all of their – and they've got, like, all these links to, like, different applications, and they've got embedded widgets, like, set up in it, and they've got their, you know, company page there and new – like, everything there. And I'm just like – it was like a proud moment where it was yeah, they were using yeah. it in a way I had never imagined, but it yeah. makes like total sense. And I would relate it to like when eBay, when people started selling cars on eBay, like yeah. no one expected eBay to be an auto dealer. No. Um, so it was just, it was like, it, it's just, it, that kind of stuff is super cool. Yeah. And that, you know, they're willing to be like, oh, like here's how to do it and give a bunch of advice. And so, yeah, Scott's been awesome and, and others in the industry are great. Dixie. Yeah, I think is uh, going to be joining our advisory board. Kane is joining our advisory board, and we're just starting to get like some great people 
surrounding the company with some really great people that get great ideas and vision for the industry as a whole. Yeah. To just constantly give us like feedback and tell us how we can do better, which is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, no, I I, th- I think the um it's a great feeling, isn't it, when when you sort of have that momentum and and uh, great people are, are are wanting to be involved and genuinely care about uh, about your company and and what what uh you know what what you can do for the industry and what you can do for them and but what also what they can do for you is and you're right the accounting industry is a very supportive one and back and one that probably the the main difference that I've noticed over the years is they're nearly not it's not inability but all, almost refusal to see each other as competitors right like all right cool well thank you so much for all of that we can um oh, oh happy to sit here and talk shit all day it's actually quite enjoyable isn't it <laughs> it is it's a lot of fun. if this is all we had to do in our job it'd be easy <laughs> yeah yeah I'm just gonna run a podcast that's my that's second it. career that's it that's it I'm, i don't like i don't i don't have a very good radio voice i'll have to you know like de- deepen up a bit but uh, get a get a vocal cord taken out or put in or whatever they do <laughs> <laughs> That just become like a smoker, right? Pack a day. Yeah, or something yeah, like pack that. a day. That'll, that'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not advocating that. No, no, clear. no. We shouldn't do that. And then children yeah. don't smoke. No, no, no. It's not the cool thing to do anymore, is it? The um, well, uh, holidays this year. You got you got some plans to take a break. I kind of did. I did some of that at the end of last year. So I went to Bahamas for a couple of weeks. I got COVID while I was there, so I was detained. Oh. Got that, got that out of the way, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, set the year off fresh. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, again, I did a, uh, it was like a VC uh, CEO kind of ski trip last weekend in Utah, Snowbird, which was awesome. Oh, nice, yep, yep. And then uh, this week, my wife and I are just getting away and going to get some some adulting time together, which well would be done. nice. So we're just going well to a, a hotel on the Cape. And after that, no plans. Maybe a ski trip or two, get the kids on skis. And then uh, just keep cranking. Sounds good. And I've got to grow into uh, our valuation. You know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. it. There's no, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Well, Lee, uh, if you ever want to come out west and uh, do get some skiing in before the end of the year, more than welcome. I'd love to have yeah, you. Yeah, uh, Maybe um, there's a couple of things that we got on going out east, so uh, who, who knows? I'll let you know if I'm if I'm in there and around and out. <laughs> yeah, please do. Are you doing any trips? Yeah, well, we'll uh, we're we're, we're going to spend four or five weeks in Europe. I think uh, the family has sort of been uh, well, like everybody has been bottled up for two years. So my wife is definitely keen to get some worldly culture in <laughs> away from yeah. our away from our mountain tourist town. <laughs> I like and, it. Uh, I don't blame her one bit. So we're we're gonna I'm gonna work from the London office for a couple of weeks over summer, and uh, we're gonna get some time in in Corsica of all places. So that should be fun. That's great, man. Enjoy. Yeah, we will. We will. Enrico, thank you so much. Uh, wonderful Anytime, to see yeah. you. And uh, if I don't see you beforehand, let's make sure we uh, get together with in conference season around June. <laughs> Sounds great, sir. Looking forward to it. Have a great rest of your day, man. Cheers. Cheers. You too. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this discussion interesting, fun, you'll find lots more to help you run a successful accounting firm at Carbon Magazine. There are more than a thousand free resources there, including guides, articles, templates, webinars, and more. Just head to carbonhq.com resources. I'd also love it if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. 
Let us know you like this session. We'll be able to keep bringing you more guests for you to learn from and get inspired by. Thanks for joining and see you in the next episode of the Accounting Leaders Podcast.